Well, hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, November 19th, 2023. We'll begin our time together with a reading from the 25th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. Matthew writes, Jesus said, For it is as if a man, going on a long journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you go, have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you? that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of Christ Dear God, may only your truth be spoken, and only your truth be heard. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone. My mom was one of five sisters. They were raised by the same parents, were part of the same family, lived in the same house, and shared many of the same experiences. As you might imagine, despite all of the similarities, they were each unique individuals. One of those five sisters had a keen financial eye. She never attended a business college or had an MBA. She just had an innate knack for numbers, a keen eye, and an insatiable curiosity to learn more. Born to immigrant parents and raised in a solid working-class family, she weathered many successes and some crushing personal tragedies. 
By the time that she and her husband retired, they were definitely financially comfortable. Whatever else her life held for her, it's her financial acumen that always comes to mind when I read our gospel reading for today. Today our gospel reading is a continuation of last week's story in which Jesus compared the kingdom of heaven to ten bridesmaids. Five were proven foolish because they were so poorly prepared, while five were deemed wise because they ensured they were adequately prepared for the task at hand. Today's reading picks up right where we left off last week, with Jesus telling another parable. The parable we read today is often referred to as the parable of the talents. Although he is using a different metaphor, he is still trying to describe this concept of God's kingdom. Jesus launches into this parable talking about a wealthy man who is about to leave on a journey. He calls aside three of his servants and gives them five talents, two talents, and one talent, respectively. The first important thing to note about this story is that the word talent is not used in the same way that we use the word now. Jesus was not talking about the distribution of skills amongst workers. Jesus was talking about money. A talent was roughly equivalent to one year's wage. So, the first man was given the equivalent of five years' wages, then two years, and finally one year's wage. We are told that the money they were given was according to their ability. The implication is that this money is not a gift, but something that they were to put to good use. This was not a gift, rather they were charged with an investment portfolio. The second important thing to remember is the audience to which Jesus was speaking. This parable is one among several that Jesus gave to his closest friends after they had asked him to clarify what he had taught them earlier. One of the key features of this story is that the three servants were entrusted with considerable wealth and were expected to be productive with it. The servants had not earned the money they were given. In fact, Jesus was clear that after summoning the three servants, the wealthy man entrusted his property to them. What the servants had earned, however, was the landowner's trust. The most basic correlation is that Christ's followers are expected to be productive with all the resources that we are given, including our money. The third thing to remember is that each servant was expected to use the money as a way to actively seek ways to promote the landowner's interests. The key term here being actively seeking. What contrasted the two success stories from the one failure was that the first took educated risks that paid off, while the third played it safe and buried the money he was given. I do want to pause for a moment because this parable has a rather harsh ending. This parable concludes with the third person receiving pretty harsh treatment. We're told that he's thrown out into the darkness. Keep in mind that this parable was directly aimed at those who claim to be disciples of Christ. This third man was not punished for taking a risk that failed. He was punished because he failed to commit all of the resources at his disposal. So what's the modern application of this story? How does it affect us here today? 
Remember that this story is a metaphor for how people of faith are meant to engage with what Jesus referred to as the kingdom of God. No matter how good it is, no metaphor is perfect. The parable talks about talents and servants or slaves in ways that are not a part of our regular modern-day language, or at least I hope not. If we are prepared to look beyond these cultural changes, this parable still holds an important message for us today. The first challenge this text offers concerns our relationship with God. We are not accustomed to thinking of ourselves as servants or slaves to anyone, and yet the New Testament uses that language frequently. The Apostle Paul once referred to God as the one in whom we live and move and have our being. The creed that we recite so often in church affirms God as the creator of all that exists, both seen and unseen. Statements like these help us to understand our total dependence on God, not only for the material things that we have, but also for our very being. Although our culture is hopefully moving beyond concepts of master and servant, the concept of our dependence on God remains relevant. The concept of dependence is central to the relationship between Creator and those who have been created. If we understand God to be creator and ourselves to be created by God, then we cannot truly see ourselves as anything other than dependent on the one who made us. The second challenge this text offers invites us to examine how we spend what we have. We all have many resources at our disposal, but today's text speaks particularly about money. You've heard me joke around before that, as a boy, I was taught that certain subjects were considered taboo for polite dinner conversation. Religion was one of those topics, and money was another one never too far behind. Today's parable shatters that concept because, in the person of Jesus Christ, we have a religious leader speaking out on the subject of money. According to the Gospels, Jesus spoke about money a fair bit. A large part of that has to do with the fact that financial wealth can easily become a preoccupation. Cultures around the world often define a person's value and influence by their financial wealth. Our finances often inform the everyday decisions we make, including things like what or where we eat, where we live, where do we shop for groceries, and what do we wear. Time and again, Jesus challenged his listeners to examine what their use of money had to say about their values. Today's parable is no different. Someone once said that if you want to understand someone's priorities, read their date book and their checkbook. The way that we choose to spend our time and our money says a lot about the things that we value most. If we look back to the parable, we see that the two servants who were deemed successful used everything at their disposal, including their time, their skill, and the money that they had been given to grow the kingdom of heaven. Can the same thing be said for us today? Is the work of what Jesus called the kingdom of heaven important enough to us that we are motivated to invest in it deeply in ways that include our time? our abilities, and our finances. 
Jesus once summarized the religious law by telling people to love God with every fiber of their being and to love others as themselves. If we are to take that text seriously, then we must commit all of our energies, including our passions, our skills, our time, and yes, even our money, to the work of God in the world. Let's pray. O God, author of all life and source of all blessings, grant us the courage to release our fears and to embrace your love, that we may share the gifts of your grace, serve the needs of your world, and build up the body of your Christ to the honor and glory of your name. Amen. Amen.